Hey, this is Michael. And just before we start this podcast, I want to remind our listeners, we've had a lot of people ask, hey, McIntyre, when is the next level experience? Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> August 12th, 13th, and 14th, right here in Dallas, Texas. We've got a great location. It's going to be awesome. Look, this is not a hospital. This is not a fix-it thing. This is for people whose lives are working. You might be in between jobs, careers, startup, business, what have you, or you want to find a godly man or godly woman, or just go take that career to the next level, or, or make that first million dollars, or just get out of debt, whatever that might be, whatever your situation could be, financial, spiritual, relational, physical, here at Next Level Experience, we're designed through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes this thing over and will take you to that next level. It's experiential learning, just like when you learn how to ride a bike, yeah? And so, come on, it costs you nothing. All you have to do is be here. It's not your father's conference. In fact, it's not even a conference. It's, it starts at Friday the 12th at 2.30 p.m. sharp and goes until about 9.45, 10 p.m. And then Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Listen, each day builds on its own each day. And you get to be at all three days, right? Because it's not for snowflakes, baby. It's for people who want to accelerate their life in a holistic way. We all base this on John 10.10. And so, come on. If you want to take it out, it's filling up quick. August 12th, 13th, and 14th, right here in Dallas, Texas. Apply now at themichaelmcintyre.com. Enjoy this amazing podcast. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your host here at the Next Level Podcast. And man, again, really, it's really cool watching how God's operating in, in, in next level world because uh, we keep getting amazing guest appearance here on the Next Level Podcast. Today is no exceptions, brothers and sisters. I know last week we had Sandy, but let me tell you something. This week we have Peter Baron Defin. What a name. I love that name. And I, I think I pronounced it right. Did I? You did. It was perfect. Oh, good. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let me just tell you a little bit about this guy because he's He's, he's a baller in the kingdom. Uh, he's based out of South Africa, and he's an apostolic leader of the Acts Christian Church. He is a fifth-generation preacher with Smith Wigglesworth. I think he's your great-grandfather or great-grandfather. Uh, I'll dig in more of that, which everybody on here knows who uh, the Wigglesworth family is. Being a part of that direct lineage, Peter currently leads six campuses, both locally and abroad, with a membership exceeding 10,000, and has a vision to continue planning churches, coupled with his strong desire to see supernatural and tr to travel, spreading the gospel with miracle signs and wonders. He has further uh, developed acts to be a resource church to assist other churches and leaders in reaching their potential. I love that. Peter preaches in South Africa and internationally and is recognized 
Christian leader and preacher. From 1992 to 1997, he traveled internationally with Vinesong, a gospel music ministry, as a sound engineer. It's crazy. That's cool. Uh, gaining experience in numerous aspects of ministry. On returning to South Africa, uh, he met his bride, uh, Tammy, who together they have parented six children. It's a big family, bro. It's really nice. That's good. Uh, Peter was ordained as senior pastor and took over the church as a successor of his father, Pastor Abe Defin. Peter is passionate to see young generation equipped for ministry, the founding of Acts House of Education, as well as leadership program for hundreds of children and teens, bears witness to Peter's heart to advance the future generations. And oh my God, do we not need that? Yes, Jesus. Welcome, Peter, to the Next Level Podcast, brother. Thank you. It's such an honor. And as you said, it's always amazing how God... Uh, pulls these things together and to be with you today is just wonderful on the next level podcast thank you so much well i know we've got a friend uh, one of our dearest friends here uh is uh travis and joey uh bird and uh i got a message from him said listen uh joey's pastor is in town here in dallas and uh he's a big deal and you are and so thank you uh joey and travis for putting this whole together whole thing together you know and i love I love how the kingdom works because, you know, we worship a huge God and he has, he's got this matrix thing and he knits it all together and brings these people together. So I want to hear some of your story. I mean, you know, you, you've got this big following at this, you're an apostolic leader. What brought you into that place, uh, pastor? What, how did you become this uh, apostolic leader? I know that's in your genes and, and tell me about the lineage of your family and your father and your grandfather. Cause it's, it's important as you know, a lot of times in the Bible, I, when it's, cause when I get, I'm a four, 13, 14 year old Christian, when I start reading the Bible and it starts going through the lineages, right. I, you know, I, my eyes would glaze over and I think, what's this so important? It is important. It's very important. Our lineage is important. So, all right, I'll shut up and let you talk pastor. Go ahead. Thank you, Michael. Well, um, well, I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa, and of course, the my mom is British. She was born in the Congo um, to missionary parents, uh, and my grandmother was the great is the is the granddaughter of Smith Wigglesworth. So that's how our England connection is, and they did a tremendous job in in the Congo. Um, that organization planted over two thousand churches, but in the sixties there was a revolution and they began to kill the missionaries and actually dismember them and send their body parts to the four corners of the of the country and so my my grandfather um escaped the country and he wrote a book about this really he believed that god covered the eyes of their the guards at the different you know patrol centers um so that's how my mom got to um got to south africa my surname is Dauphin or Dauphin, I believe in, in, in French. I don't speak a word of French, but that's where my father's side comes from. And um, yeah, so we, we're from Johannesburg. We, we love our country. We have, uh, we have lots of issues to, to deal with. But this is the thing I believe is that Jesus is the answer in every yeah. circumstance. And, you know, when you have Jesus, you can, you can pull through. So there's a lot of need. And when you have people in need and um, needing God, you find that God really manifests himself uh, when he's all you have. Um, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing so many lives changed. Um, and that was our heart. When I got back from traveling the world as a young man from Vinesong, 
um, my heart was to build a church that would um, touch the community. So I called it, you know, Acts Church, but I said there we're going to be a, a church for the city, which meant whoever you are, you know, we come from apartheid background, um, you know, uh, hatred and um, no love for our fellow brothers. And we wanted to unite that and have a church of every nation, every tongue and every tribe. Wow. And that's what we began to build. And it was difficult at the beginning because I remember preaching one day, Michael and, and, and this man came up to me and he said to me, look at the quality of the people you're bringing here. And, uh, you know, that, that was the kind of thing we were dealing with. And uh, but God turned it all around and we saw our church grow from 200 uh, people to over 10,000 um, now in the last 20 years. It's amazing. That's, that's so amazing. I, lo I love that. All right. So, uh, all right. So tell me, you know, cause I, I'm, you know, I have, I've traveled abroad, but I haven't traveled abroad a lot in searching in different churches. So I'm kind of Americanized with our Western culture here. Uh, tell me how your Acts church shows up similar or dissimilar to what we have here in, in the States. Cause I know you're in Dallas right now and I know you've traveled and you're going to Montana and you, you've been all over this great country. Uh, what are the similarities that we have, Peter? And what are the, what are, what's the differences that we have? Well, there's a lot of churches in South Africa that are very Westernized, like ours. I mean, we're modern, modern, modern stage, sure. as everyone has, um, and, and having to work on, well, you know, when it comes to numbers and people, management is management. People are people. You know, you have to raise leaders. You yeah. have to deal with issues, um, have correct systems in place. And so that's that's all the same. And, of course, um, the, US, the U.S. just has... Um, some of the best models and best people and the books, you know, I mean, we, we learn from, from all of that. And so we're building a, a modern church. I think the differences are maybe got to deal with um, uh, the level of um, how people live, their education levels, you know, where they are. We have a lot of single moms, um, poor communities. So our church, we, we, we would have people, what we call from the township, right down to millionaires living on a golf course somewhere. You know, that is what our city looks like. In fact, they say um, South Africa is one of the worst countries when it comes to inequality. Mm. And so that's where we are. Wow. And, but it gives a great opportunity yeah. for us to touch children. And that's where we have seen so much growth in our church because um, we have over 1,500 kids in our children's church. Wow. Coming, you know, and we touch them, train children. And we started a program in the week for kids. And uh, yeah, we, we, we started a few, uh, about 10 years ago, and we only had 10 kids come up for the first event, right? And six of them were mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's and awesome. Michael, Michael, within... Within months, maybe maybe 15 months, we had 700 kids come into this program. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, God's breathing on this ministry, obviously. And, you know, I remember uh, I, we belonged to it right when I first gave my life to Jesus. We went to a church here in Dallas called Watermark, and it's kind of a mega church. And they had 2,000 uh, second graders enrolled yeah. in their deal and i thought man you know their biggest deal was trying to get people to come in and help with these kids and but that's a sign of a growing church the more younger people you have there 
in, in that children's ministry, that means that church is healthy and it's growing, right? And it's a place where families can come and and hear the word and get 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 fed. Uh, mm. All right, so uh, so I love the diversity you've got. I know you've got, like you said, you've got millionaires on the golf course, and you've got people, single moms, are struggling with you know keeping their lights on. And so with that, it brings a lot of challenges, but it also brings a lot of opportunity. Yes. Yes, so, and so when you know what kind of programs do you guys do to help help kind of connect the, the two if if you if you have that I know in our church uh you know there's we have food banks and we have things that we feed uh Tracy Eckert's amazing at at feeding the people that don't have needs right every week they give out tons and tons of food and people donate that stuff just as sudden you know it doesn't fall out of the grocery store people have to pay for that sort of thing so do you guys do that similar thing too with bringing the resources from the they have a lot of resources down there to bring you know to the people that are struggling we do that um michael we try to reach families you know throughout the year with helping with resources training and development and um, bringing skills to people um, we also involved in in our town every single orphanage and old age home, mm. children's home. You know, we do Christmas projects. We um, every child will get a gift. Uh, we run medical me medical clinics. You know, throughout the year and different things. We have all these wonderful people always willing to to lift people up. But um, Michael, having said that, for me as a pastor, it's really I want to connect people to Jesus. Come you know, on. he is he is the greatest source of everything that we need. And right. if if we would line ourselves up with his principles and we would live according to his word, um, I believe that we can attract the favor of God. You know, Come grace on. is free, but favor must be sought after. And um, I, you know, one of the ways you can attract favor is by is by obeying the word of God. If you live the word, just live the word Come on. and honor God's word. Um God will, will favor you, you know, seeking the Lord. God will favor you. Prayer, God will favor you. And, and the Bible says favor is for a lifetime. And I, I want that on people. If I can get that on people and just say, listen, once God turns his face towards you, no man can shut you down. Amen. And um, so we had, uh, I was been teaching this recently and we had a lady, a lady come. She's been struggling with a court case. Um, for months and months and months. And um, anyway, she started to act on some of these principles. And she came to me just last week and just said, you won't believe what happened. We were called in uh, for this court case. Everything has been settled. I got what I wanted. And, you know, some people might see that as well. That's just chance. That's, you know, in, in Africa, we see that as God. We see the hand of God in everything. And people give glory to God. Um, we need the hand of the Lord doesn't matter if you are in the White House or you're in a township in Africa somewhere. The hand of God brings his favor. When you have his favor, Michael, come on, we can get wow. through any circumstance, <laughs> any situation. And I just love the Lord. I want people to connect to the Lord, rich and poor. He is the key to it all. So good. So good, Peter. I love that. I love your passion with that. I just felt the I felt the spirit on that when you're when you're saying that. And I love hearing that passion in your voice. You know, I think, yeah, I, I can't remember what the address is, but the scripture talks about, you know, he will give you all the desires of your heart if you're obedient to him. Yes. yes. And so, yes. you know, walking in that, walking in that faith and walking as 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 we do want to do. Uh, but sometimes it's, you know, the world comes at us. Yes. I mean, it does, right. Circumstances, things happen. 
uh, I was I was listening to a podcast yesterday about you know how you know stress is caused by the current the present situation not being the way you want it. Yeah. And I think that I think one of the things that that I'm learning that the Lord's helping me with, and I'd love to hear how you're working with it, is that, you know, because not everything always works out the way I want it. You know, it's just that <laughs> I know you're shocked. Right. And so uh, but it, it's not it's not how to it's not the way we act in that deal is how we react to it and 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 having our commitment overcome that circumstance so with that as a pastor as a leader as an apostolic leader which is a huge thing that you are peter you know what when you are on the pulpit and you're preaching about this what what's what is it that you like to convey to the to the flock so to speak well uh michael i wanted to share something with you i, I think again it's if people would get back to, to the Lord, you know, in Matthew 6, verse 6, it's what Jesus said. He said, when you pray, go into your closet. And he says, shut the door. Mm. The word closet there was used for a, a place where treasures were kept. And so what Jesus was saying is, when you go and seek my presence, get into the closet, you're going to find the treasures that mm. you are looking for. Isaiah 45 verse 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. And I just believe that when we seek the Lord, God begins to, to reveal things to us and show us things. Because, Michael, you cannot, you cannot be anything you have not seen. It's good. It's impossible. So That's good. why God said to Abraham, Abraham was in a tent. Mm. And God says to Abraham, get out of your tent. In other words, get out of your limitation, get out of what you are seeing, because sometimes we can only see that's true, you know, this level that's holding us back. He says, get out of your tent and look up and count the stars if you can. And I, I now I realize that God is a comedian. <laughs> count the stars if you can. And God must have chuckled to himself. And and he was so 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 Abraham. God had to get Abraham to see something mm -hmm. before he could become it. So good. That's so good. When you get into the secret place, Michael, when we spend time in the presence of the Lord and the Lord can just put a picture on the inside of your heart mm. and you can see it, you can take hold of it. Come on, brother. Appreciate it. The presence of the Lord. This to me, this is the key of everything we do. Church planting uh, where, you know, I try as much as possible, and I know we, we all blow it, is try as much as possible. Just do what God tells you to do. And that's why we're in the States, by the way, is I really feel God's called us to plant a church somewhere here. Um, God is sending us to places where nobody wants to go, and I'm just waiting for that opportunity. So we registered our church here in, in, in America. But it's about going in prayer and saying, Lord, what, you're seeing a picture and that gives faith to hold on to something and you can go and achieve it. Good. God I love had that. to do that for Abraham. I love that. I love that visualization because, you know, he is in a tent and he says, come out and look at, you know, cause, cause at the time Abraham was, was discouraged, right? He's you know, yeah. he 90 years old. His wife was 90 or the 99, you know, how can I have any babies? You know, you know, and he didn't trust the process. Right. And how many times do we get into that same place, Peter, that we don't trust the process? You know, and one one of the things that you said on it, and and listeners, I want you to hear this. This is platinum nugget from 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 Pastor Peter because it, it our visualization. He gave Abraham a visual, a picture of what it looks like, 
And you know, we, we can use our gifting. We have this, you know, we all forget because we, we take it for granted. We have these superpowers, right? We have visualization. We can visualize. That's what I used to do, you know, in, in sales, in the sales business and in insurance business recruiting. I would visualize it going what, the way I want it to go. I would, I would have it play like a movie right in front of me the way it was going to go. So when I got there, I wasn't expected anything else other than what I expected. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, what you said about visualization is so important. How, how does that play out in, in a practical way in our in our faith in our following the Lord? Well, let me give you an example of what happened to us with one of our recent church plants. I woke up one morning and had such a clear impression in my heart of being on a freeway or a highway. I think you say freeway here uh, on the road. And there was a big main sign that said Springs. So Springs is the, the name of one of our towns. It's about an hour away from us. Never, ever thought of Springs would never have a desire to be there. Um, so it was a Tuesday morning. And I remember this because I went straight to our staff meeting on a Tuesday morning. And I said to everybody, God is sending us to Springs. Well, they all laughed. I laughed <laughs> because it's it's culturally slightly different to where we are. It's um, a city that you know no one wants to go to. Mm -hmm. Well, Michael, you won't believe this. Two weeks later, across our email comes uh, a church. It's actually a Jewish synagogue that was going on auction. And they put it on my desk and I said, this can't be. And I just took that as a sign from God. Well, two years later, Michael, we have that building. It's Come renovated. On. There's a church in there. Uh, we bought the building and um, we are transforming that town, which is really in a bad state. Wow. Uh, we're going to bring life there. We're bringing light there and hope to the community. And we're going to just love on those people. And it was that. just incredible. So you're a big advocate of signs and wonders. Yes, I know I am. Yes. 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 And so so when you actually see a sign that says Springs, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's like if this has got to be from God, right? Because there's no place anybody would want to in, in your community probably be. And now you're there changing the world. Yeah. And uh, I love that. So, OK, so you're so tell us what's happening here in the United States. I know right now you're in Dallas and I know, you know, it's it's 112 in the shade. You know, they they joke here and in this time of year in Dallas, it's like being on hell's front porch. I mean, it's, yeah. hot, it's hot, you know. Uh, so uh, tell me, tell us what's going on in, in your in, in your world, man. I mean, you would live a big life, Peter. You have a big life. God's blessed you immensely. You're traveling all over the world. So what's up? Well, I'm in the States because I felt God put it in our heart to, to start a church, um, not necessarily in Dallas. Um, you know, there's so many churches, the best, the best and the biggest are in America. I mean, let's be honest. Um, I said to the Lord, what am I doing here? Um, we're from Africa. We, we, we are rough on the edges. We don't speak right. Um, you know, I what think your accent's beautiful. I love your accent. <laughs> so, but uh, we have, I mean, we have passion for God. We are hungry for the Lord. We, I want to build a community of people that would want to sacrifice everything and follow Jesus mm. and uh, really live the word out. Um, impact children and families. And uh, that was really a word over our life. True, true as anything. Michael, 15 years ago, I had a prophet come to me and said, God's going to send you where nobody wants to go. And um, in, we have a church now actually in Smith Wigglesworth's original church building in, really? in, in England. And 
people think, well, England, you know, is transformed. Um, that's not a place where nobody wants to go. But let me tell you the quick story, Michael. This church um, was closed, and that whole city is uh, has the most uh, mosques in all of England is in, in our city in England, Bradford. That's where my grandfather was. Wow. That's where revival was. Wow. This church building is owned by a Muslim man. And um, they have such respect for, for, for Smith Wigglesworth. They call him the healer. And they have such honor for my mom in that place. They, they really, they clean the place. They, we have no crime. Um, they just look after it for us. Um, so we're renting the building. And it's just amazing, Michael, what is happening. People are getting saved there. Um, the, when I watch the online stream, I see this one Muslim guy that got saved. He jumps the highest. He's the most radical in the room, and just so. <laughs> so, so it's that. So people might say, "Well, why? You know, the states doesn't need another church." But it's not about that. It's something that God does. Mm. So I haven't got it all worked out, Michael. I've really what I've prayed. I've prayed a big prayer. I've prayed a big prayer. I said, "Lord, I want someone to give me a church building." Come on, that's yes, that's my Jesus. prayer. I want someone uh -huh. to give me a church building that just says, Peter, would you come and just bring life into this place? And so that's what we that's what we have for. I don't care where it is. We uh, just I love come that. and I come here and pray and I just meet people. And uh, that's what I'm doing. That's awesome, man. I love Well, you're stepping out of the boat. You know, I call that stepping into the gap, you know, and, and obviously, you know, Peter, you've got six children and you've got a life and you got a wife and you got this ministry going. You got this big church. And you're out here stepping out of the boat and making it happen and trusting in the Lord. That speaks volumes. Okay, so so you're going to Montana, yes? Yes. And I'm good. And, and it's I'm gonna good. be much cooler there. <laughs> you're gonna really enjoy that. Because right now in South Africa, it's winter, yes. It's freezing in South Africa. We don't have central air conditioning like you like you have in your houses, but we also don't have the extreme weather. You yes. know, South Africa has one of the best weather conditions in the world. It's kind of like a mean temperature. And um, so we don't have these extremes of cold. We have no snow and we don't have this heat. Mm. Wow. Well, you're blessed. <laughs> I mean, you got, yeah. things, you got a lot of things going. All right. So uh, so you're, you're out here looking for a building. And all right, let me ask you this, because you probably have this thing visualized. Maybe you don't. I'm putting you on the spot here, but that's what that's what we do at next level. <laughs> uh, what what kind of what size? What kind of building? What are you what are you looking for? Well, in my heart, you know, I'm looking for something three to five hundred seats um, with a children's church facility. Okay. And and parking and a couple of toilets. That's all we need. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, and and uh, you know, and you know, we do a lot of coaching here at Next Level, and I always tell people, well, what do you want? Okay. And then and I they say, well, yeah, I want to do this, I want to feed the people, or I want to whatever, I want to build this. You know, I like people to be specific because we worship a specific God. Yeah? yeah. And our God is a perfect God and he's exact in everything that he does. And so I was taught a long time ago when I pray and ask for things, be specific because yeah. I think it's important, just like what you're saying. You know, you want, you know, what 500 people church with a children's ministry and a couple of toilets. That's specific. I, I get that. Uh, and I think, you know, letting God bring you out there and stepping into that faith, Peter, is really cool. So tell mm -hmm. me, all right, tell me, uh, your wife's name's Tammy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is Tammy a part of your ministry? What What is Tammy doing back in South Africa besides, you know, uh, how old are your children, bro? So um, I have five of my own, and then I have uh, I'm an, an adopted son. 
Um, he's a, a young man that we've uh, looked after and raised and put through school. And um, he's the same age as my firstborn son. Um, his name is Tobiso. A uh, wonderful boy. He, uh, he's uh, one of our worship leaders. And so my oldest are 21. And wow. then I have twins that are now going to be 16 shortly in December, uh, a boy and a girl. But uh, let me just tell you about my wife. She's an amazing woman. I actually met her because she had her own ministry. She's an evangelist. And uh, when I returned home to South Africa, I wanted to start going into the nightclubs and witnessing. Come because on. in my city, we had now had the largest nightclubs in Johannesburg. Wow. Since I was away, I was like, what happened? Why did this happen? So we wanted to go in there. So I met this lady and I married her seven months later. <laughs> I, love <laughs> I loved it. her so much. She's, she's wild and crazy. And <laughs> up there. So, uh, she, she was a big part of our church. She is a big part of our church. Um, she's highly organized. Um, evangelist, you know, teaches well, and she's homeschooled all our kids. Come on, man, that's so, awesome. That's really impressive. All right, so you've got a big life going on. So how do you, you know, and how do you balance all this out? You know, one of the things uh, my friend Sean Bowles asked me the other day: How do you balance your work life from your, you know, your family life? Because you know, uh, you're probably like me, Peter. You're a Type A personality. You're a doer. You get stuff done. You're out there putting it on the line. So, how do you balance this out, Pastor? Um, Michael, I just believe you have to build a team mm -hmm. in everything you, you do. You have to build a team, and you have to trust your team. It's good. So you got to delegate um, because it's it's so it's actually very strange. Um, we have a large church, but I have more time now than when we had a small church. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, I get that. You know, we have such a great team and um, they do what they need to do. We've imparted to them. We trust them. Um, it's not that you're not there. We have to be there. You guide the ship. Um, you give vision to the to the ship and you make sure it stays on course. That's my job. Just stay on course and constantly build uh, people. I uh, when we went when we took over the church, Michael, it went from 500 to 200. We had reverse growth. <laughs> It was terrible. <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't even afford a microphone stand. It was the worst situation that we've ever been. And I remember Michael saying to my wife, I said, Tammy, when we get to 500 members, all our problems will go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I was so naive. I know, right? Right. So, so what I've learned is problems will never go away. You're a leader because you always have to lead. And that is that is the life that we that we've chosen to live. That's you you make decisions yeah. and you lead every single day. There's never a moment you stop mm -hmm. leading. But I have a I have a great team and I'm so I'm so proud of all of them doing a great job. Yeah, I love that, Peter. I love what you're saying. And I think, you know, delegation is really, really important. I know in my early career and as an entrepreneur, you know, I did it all. I was the chief cook, bottle washer and, you know, <laughs> and the receptionist. Right. And so I get it. But at some point, once you do have some freedom there, you do need to delegate. And I think that's one of the biggest things with with people uh, like yourself, very successful in, in the ministry is to trust your, your process and trust the team. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I remember, you know, 
I've coached some pastors before. And I think sometimes it's hard because you're an entrepreneur too. You've built this thing. You've birthed this thing. Like you said, you did the reverse thing. Uh, and you know, once you get to 500 members, oh my gosh, you know, life's going to be good. Yeah. And so th then it's a thousand, then it's 1500, then it's 2,500. And, and, and so there is no arrival. It's just constantly moving forward. And it's truly about the journey. And I love that. And I remember, you know, you know, in a similar situation and in, in, in my insurance business, you know, once we were going to make our, you know, have a first year million dollars in revenue, you know, then everything's going to be perfect. Well, it's just different things that happen. So I love that. So, and so listeners out there, some of you pastors out there that have churches, trust your team. Yes. Yes. And, and I like what you said, you come in there and guide them and give them the vision and stuff. But also, you got to get out of their way. I think it's really important to let them do. I know whenever I traveled, my team uh, with my insurance company, they loved it when I would go to Europe for 30 days because they got some work done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure your team is probably rejoicing a little bit uh, since you've been gone. And so how long are you going to be here uh, blessing us here in the United States? I'm just here for two weeks, uh, Michael. I'm going to Montana. Um, and then off to Atlanta. I'm, I'm speaking in Gainesville, Florida on um, not this Sunday, next Sunday. And I'm um, looking forward to that and meeting up with some friends in Atlanta, um, where uh, Atlanta is a possibility for us for a church as well. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about there. That's awesome. That's great. Okay. So uh, let it, tell us, I, I'm going to ask you a few questions here to close this out, but because uh, I, I could talk to you for hours, Peter, because you're so interesting. And by the way, your accent's just spot on. I just oh, love, thank you. <laughs> I love that accent. All right. So uh, I always ask all our uh, people that come on here, uh, what scripture you sit down right now and why? And uh, also what books or book have you read lately other than the Bible that you find very interesting? Mm, uh, taking your church to the next level, Gary McIntyre. Oh, my goodness. What a book. Um it's, it's actually uh, something you have to sit on. I took our whole staff through it. Um, it's every single page was talking to me. I thought to myself, this guy has walked my life. Wow. And um, when I, I really enjoyed that book, it goes through the different phases of ministry. Because you see, Michael, when you, when you are in something, uh, many times you don't know what's making it work. <laughs> you know, unless you've been the one that's has gone through the process and now you've developed your systems and controls, right? But you have new people that come in. They don't know why you do what you do. I found this book incredible for our church uh, um, staff so that they could understand why we're doing what you're doing, because you will always rise or fall to the systems that you put in place. You have to grow into structure. You can have somebody that puts a, uh, you know, a 500 member structure and you're a thousand member church, you're going to grow to 500 members. Good. That's how it works. So I, I began, we began to say, well, I remember before we read the book, I always, I said to our team, um, we must run the church as if we have a higher number and ask okay. yourself, does this work for a thousand members? And if it doesn't work for a thousand members, why are you going to start doing it? Because then you have to stop it. And when you stop something, you hurt a leader, you hurt a team. So why start something you have to stop? So good. So all right, yeah. name the, what's the name of the book again? Taking Your Church to the Next Level. I love Gary, that. And, and the author is Gary McIntyre. No way. 
Yeah. <laughs> I must actually just double check on that. I believe it's McIntyre. <laughs> I love Taking that. Taking your church I, I, to the next level. I wonder I if he's... It's on my, it's on my right. phone, I, I, but you that, can That's okay. It. I'll put it... I'll, I'll, I'll have my crack staff research it for me and, and, and put it on our call notes. Or oh, oh, Macintosh. It might be Macintosh. Macintosh. Yeah. yeah. It probably is Macintosh because I would remember somebody using my name <laughs> that's, that's awesome i right, taking the church to the next level boy that's right up my alley next level that's awesome i love that all right so what scripture are you sitting on right now pastor i'm, I'm on matthew 6 6 going into the presence of the lord the secret place um and we are living in a culture where people have no time for god especially mm. when you're in a blessed country uh, we go to church and that's all we we do the lord you know, we never ask ourselves, what is the Lord's need, Michael? The Lord's need is for fellowship. It's good. God needs fellowship with us. And Come it's on. in that place. Uh, Daniel 2.22 says he reveals the deep and secret things. And he knows what is in the darkness. And light dwells with him. You know, these secrets are with him. Everything is with the Lord. Um I want to develop a, a greater relationship with, with God. I don't want to just talk about him. I want to know him. Come on. So that is where I'm at at the moment. I'm I just saying, that. Lord, please teach me. Please teach me to know you. I want to know what, what you like. I want to know what you don't like. Um, I want to know your personality um, and talk with him all the time. Smith Wigglesworth uh, was asked this question about prayer. And he said, um, he never prays more than 20 minutes, but he never goes more than 20 minutes without praying. <laughs> that's awesome i love that that's good so that's relationship you know and i'm yeah. not there yet i'm saying lord i want i want that and i'm trying to get my life into that amen i love that all right so how do people get in touch with you pastor how do they uh, look at you do you have a website we have a website it's acts church like the book of acts acts church um dot co dot za or i think in the states you say za right yeah that's right and i'll uh, i'll have uh i'll make sure that uh, joey gets that over to me and we'll post it in our call notes so it's axchurch.co za dot za yeah dot z okay axchurch.za Right? Yeah, xchurch.co.ca. I got you. All right. All right. Fancy schmancy on me. I love that. I love that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we can go there and uh, let's, 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 uh, listeners, I know we got some very generous listeners out there. Let's pour into this ministry. I think it's an amazing ministry. I love the, your lineage. I love, I love the way you show up out there and, uh, and growing this out and seeking more here in the United States. I mean, I think that's really cool. And I think, you know, so where, where is it? Is it, is it a church that you're going to be speaking at in Gainesville? Yes. Um, you call the church. If not, right. I'll get Joey to get it over to me. When are you going to speak there? Next Sunday, not this Sunday, next Sunday. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, I, I just truly hope that you enjoy your time here in the United States. I know you've been here several times and enjoy our friends, Joey and Travis. And, uh, uh, Montana and get cooled down a little bit. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule, Pastor, to be here on the Next Level Podcast. And I've got one more request for you. Would you pray over our listeners, please? Yes, absolutely. Let's pray. Father yes. in heaven, we want to say we love you, Lord. And I know that, God, you are so willing, so willing to touch us, to lead us, and to speak to us. And God, I pray that right now, 
whoever Lord is crying out to you, mm. that you would drop into their spirit and their heart, your will and your desire for their life. Thank you, Lord. You've never left us nor forsaken us, that you are with us every single day. Teach us, Lord, to walk with you. Teach us to hear you mm. and to love you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Look at that. That's a nice blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Peter, it's been a pleasure, my man. And uh, I want, uh, once you get back to South Africa, I want to hear a follow-up on this thing and, and uh, we maybe do another podcast. Are you doing any social media there for your church? Yes, we're on Facebook, um, Instagram, um, YouTube, and I think all of our, you know, we stream all the services. All our details are there on the website. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So listeners, we get to watch this guy. This guy's a big deal in his kingdom. He's a big deal. He's got the lineage. He's got, you know, we were talking on the pre-show, you know, I used to, as, as a baby Christian, I remember reading the Bible and, and, and looking at some of these things and going through this lineage. And I think, oh my gosh, I, you know, my eyes would glaze over, right? And start falling asleep. But lineage is important. And if it wasn't important, it wouldn't be in the Bible. And this man has a strong lineage and it comes. And I love the fact that the people are taking care of, of your grandparents grandfather's legacy there over there in england and i think it's in london yeah. is it not yeah bradford just outside of manchester yeah and i, I think that's 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 awesome and I, I love that so uh yeah so check out his church check out his uh sign up on all his social media uh if you if you have the resources bless them financially and sow into his church we know and when you sow the seed in there because we talk about sowing a lot when we do sow the seed ask god what you want that seed to come back for right because if you plant if you if you sow a seed of an orange tree if you put it you're going to get an orange tree yes yeah so that's right that's right so go ahead yeah and michael you know we registered in in the states as a church x church uh, we have our 501 uh, we have an account here. I'll get those details to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put them on our show, show notes because I know there's some people out here that really want to bless you in this process and sow seeds into your church and into your, your mission while you're here in the United States and into your 501c3 here. So, so thank you, brother. Man, you're a pleasure. Your breath of fresh air. It's just, and you're so, it's so cool how God just as a God of suddenly, you know, suddenly I get a text from our friends and say, hey, man, uh, uh, you know, Joey's pastor's here in town. And she, they, they tell me who you are. I say, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yes, you are next level, brother. You are next level indeed. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.